Hello, we'd like to welcome you to the Philema Road Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you have tuned in to listen to us today as we begin to teach some more truths concerning salvation. We are so excited about being saved and so excited about you coming in and being a part of this wonderful time of this podcast that we are able to share some wonderful truths of God's Word as we both grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a, what a blessing it is to be here. We hope that you're having a wonderful day. We hope that God is blessing you so much. We know that he is, and uh, so thankful for all that God so has done with us. We are so excited about going into uh, this podcast and talking about part two of the truths of salvation. And so we've got Brother Barry with us here today, and uh, he's going to be helping us today, as, as always, and we're just so excited about what a wonderful time it is. We hope that you're as excited as we are about being saved, because it is a wonderful thing to be saved by the grace of God. And uh, what a wonderful day it was in our life when we trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior, and we turned exclusively to Christ for our redemption. Uh, the, the Bible uses so many rich metaphors to describe this moment of the time that we trusted Christ as our Savior. One of the ones that I like the most, and then we'll go into the other ones, is you pass from darkness unto light. As you were lost and undone before God, we know that the Bible describes you as being in darkness. We were in darkness of sin. We could not see our way around because of the sin that, of what sin had brought into our life. Acts 26 and verse number 18. Jesus makes this, in the book of Acts, Paul makes this writing. He says, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by that faith, by faith that is in me. So what a wonderful statement that is. Brother Barry, what's some other metaphors that the Bible uses about being saved? So uh, some of the other metaphors we're going to talk about today are you were born again. So when we, were, when we were born, okay, so you think we were born into this world. Well, we were born then, right? Amen. Well, we were born into sin. That's so right. So therefore, we were born to die with no everlasting life, no afterlife, no, nothing there of heaven for us. But God saw fit to do something differently. And we see in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, that he sent his only begotten Son, whosoever shall believe on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, in John 3, so when, when we receive Jesus Christ to our heart, we are born again. Um, praise God, you know, that we're born again. John 3, 3 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Again, he says in 1 Peter 1, 23, uh, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Amen, amen. The, the next metaphor that we're going through today is going to be you have been redeemed, bought back. You know, we sing songs all the time in church about redeemed, redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. We sing about and we preach about it all the time. But as we understand that the word redeemed means that you have been bought 
from something, and Jesus Christ bought us from our sins when he died on the cross. His blood was the penalty for that. We find that in 1 Peter 18, verse Peter chapter 1, verse number 18 and 19. He says, For as much as ye know that ye are not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by the traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. So we have been redeemed. What a blessing. Not only are we redeemed, Brother Aaron, but we are adopted. Amen. Uh, we are adopted into God's family. I'm so grateful that a father saw someone like me. Amen. This is what the, the this is what the two definitions I want to share about salvation. I think it lines up with this adoption. It's the preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. The second one, deliverance from sin and its consequences. Believed by Christians to be brought about by faith in Christ. Now, that, that's the definitions I'm looking at here at Salvation. I say that because this is where we are. And the Father God looked down and saw us in this state and said, Those are my children. Amen. If they'll accept me, then I'm going to adopt them into God's family. And it's, and it's sealed. There's, there's nothing Satan can do even at your judgment day to say, Oh, I, I know this is not the Barry or the Aaron or, or whoever's listening out there that I know. God, remember that they did this at so-and-so time and date, and Jesus is going to go, I, I don't know what you're talking about. What I remember is that when I died on Calvary, they believed in that, and so therefore they're a part of this family. Look at Romans 8.15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. Amen. All of that took place the moment you called on the Lord for salvation. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad to be yes, saved? Yes, yes. What a blessing. Now, as, as we continue this podcast, we're going to look at some questions that you might have about salvation that we were not able to get to last week in, in the places that we wanted to. We see that, number one, the question is, is um, uh, can you lose your salvation? What if you don't feel saved today? And is there anything that you should do now that you are saved? And so we're, we're just so excited about going through these. We're first going to go through, can you lose your salvation? Sometimes after after a person trusts Christ as Savior, they begin to worry about maybe something that they do wrong or something that will make them lose the promise of eternal salvation. But we understand that thankfully, it is not possible to ever lose your salvation. As we understand God's gift, first off, we understand that God's gift is forever. Brother Barry is going to talk just a little bit about that, and then I'll read John 10 and verse number 28. I want to talk a little bit about Aaron on some of these things that why why you would question if you could lose your that's salvation right, right. real quick. Uh, because uh, at 13, I was saved um, at First Baptist of Leesburg, Georgia, right here in, in Leesburg. And I, I remember the moment like it was yesterday, the message that was preached. Uh, how God came uh, to, towards me, and and uh, I was able to Amen. go to the altar and to, to give my life to Christ. From there, I did. I was not a Christ follower. I did not dedicate my life to the ways of the Word of God. Uh, I went. Matter of fact, I went completely one eighty backwards. And and so, as I got older and I recalled the things that I had done wrong, I wondered. Did I do what was right to say that I was saved? So maybe if you're listening this afternoon and you're thinking about the things right. you did wrong, 
you're thinking about maybe the way that you did salvation was not right, that you maybe didn't pray in a, in a, in a right manner or, or you didn't. The answer to that, to, to your question, to help you be more confident in your Christian lifestyle is that the Word of God says, for whomsoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. And so it doesn't say now if after that, if you go and do this and you do that and, and you live in sin, and it doesn't say that in Scripture. It says you shall be saved. Uh, there's two other Scriptures I'm sure we'll get into later on um, that show uh, specifically where in God's Word that we cannot, that we cannot be taken from the grips of Christ's hands. And so I want everyone to be encouraged because I had doubts. And, and you're still, even today, uh, I hear a, a great message. Uh, Pastor Aaron, I get to listen under him and, and listen to him, and he has a great message. And I begin to question myself uh, because I, I question myself. I've learned this because we want to make sure, for one, the devil will doubt, make you doubt your salvation. For two, it's just your heart loving God so much you want to make sure that you're doing what is pleasing for God. And that's okay. And uh, in those times, uh, sometimes I feel the presence of the Lord kind of dealing with me on something. Go to an altar. You don't have to be ashamed. God wants to meet you halfway. And so you cannot lose your salvation. Once saved, always saved. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so we definitely understand that God's gift is forever. Um, it's not something that you can lose or not. That's exactly right. It doesn't matter how you feel or how you think you should feel or how, what you do, even though we should be living for Christ in all our life. You, God's gift is forever. John 10 and verse number 28, he says this. He says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of the Father's hand. <laughs> That's the one. He says, My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. So we understand that salvation is eternal. It is God's gift to us Amen. forever. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And so we see that by definition, eternal life can never end. It is yours forever. It's a free gift that has been given to you and that it cannot be taken back. Um, uh, imagine me taking a, a Christmas present back from somebody that I had given it to. That would just be so wrong to be able to do. But we understand that that gift is theirs forever. And once you give it, you want them to have it and enjoy it. And Jesus Christ did the same thing. He said, I'm giving you this gift. I want you to enjoy it. You're going to be living with me for eternity and for eternity. That's right. Now we see that our relationship is sure. Um, uh, when we accept Christ as as our Savior, we are born again to his family. Once we become a child of God, we remain his child for all of eternity. Okay. And there's nothing that we can do to cause God to disown us. I've got the scripture to that. John yeah. six thirty seven to show proof of the relationship. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. That's right. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. And so that what a great gift that... Um, God's not come to give us a gift of salvation to take it back from that's us. That's right, that's right. Um, so it, it is not true that you can lose your salvation. One of my favorite ones that we're fixing to talk about, about can you lose your salvation, is that we have a security deposit. And uh, we find that in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and uh, it is, it's truly amazing. In verse number 22, um, you can read this, where he says this, he says, um, uh, who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts, 
And he says, Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you I came not yet unto Corinth. And then we see in chapter number 5, very familiar scripture here because we've read this a lot at, at funerals, but we never read the real main point of it in verse number 5 where it says, Now that he hath given us wrought for the selfishest thing is God, who has also given us the earnest of the Spirit. And this is why we have confidence in verse number 6. Wherefore, we are confident knowing that whilst we are at home with the body, we are asking for the Lord. We walk by faith, not by sight. Our theme verse for this year. He says, we are confident, I say, willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Why are we confident that when we are absent from this body, we're present with the Lord? It's because when you got saved, we talked about it last week, very much so, is that God comes at the moment of salvation and moves on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit of God. He has given you an earnest payment. Just like if you bought a house or you buy a car, you put a down payment on and you're showing forth. And we, we like to buy stuff, you know, buy and sell stuff. If you're on Facebook Marketplace and you're looking for something, you go and you find a car or a boat or something that you want. You tell the guy, hey, I don't have all the money right now, but I can go get it. And I'm going to put $500 down. What is that $500 representing? Representing that you are serious and that you will be coming back. Jesus Christ said, I'm going to send you my spirit as an earnest payment, and it is going to be with you, but yet I am going to be proving to you that I am coming back for you. And so what a great responsibility that we have, that we are sealed by the Spirit of God. What a blessing. Anything you'd like to say about that, Brother Barry? I just want to read Ephesians 1, 13 Yeah, and read that. That'd be awesome. Uh, the Holy Spirit will never leave you. You That's are right. sealed by Him. So can you lose your salvation? And all God's people said, no. No. A thousand times, times no. no. You can't. Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of Amen. promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance. We have inherited something until the redemption of the purchased possession Unto the praise of his glory. Amen. Amen. So what if I don't feel saved? Yep. Our next question. What if I don't feel saved? So what if I don't feel saved, Brother Aaron? Sometimes our emotions doesn't match reality. Um, sometimes as a Christian, you may not feel saved, thus that you may cause you to doubt that you ever truly were saved. So God wants us to have assurance, you yeah. think? Oh, yes, yes. God definitely wants us to have assurance of knowing that you are his child. The devil definitely wants us not to have assurance of that because if you doubt that, then you doubt serving Christ as well. So um, uh, some reason why we have assurance because of God's promises. Um, uh, Brother Barry already quoted this one, Romans ten thirteen. Um, uh, for um, uh, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't say might, but it says shall be saved. Um, uh, the God who promised this to give us eternal life is God and who cannot lie. And he, can, he always keeps his promises. And what a blessing that is. Titus 1, 2, in yep. hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie. This is, this is right in his word. This is, if, you, if you believe in Christ, then you, be, then you believe in God's word. And God's word comes by inspiration spoken through have penmen and they wrote down what Amen. god wanted us to know and it says in hope of eternal life which god that cannot lie whoever wrote this down was being spoken by the holy spirit god told them directly tell my people i cannot lie that's right promised before the world began that and he could not lie yeah it's, it's it's written in his word i mean you can't go against that so not only we know that even if we don't feel saved, we still have the assurance of being saved because right. of God's promises. That's right. 
But then I love this one myself. So, so yeah. hold on now. Yeah. It's not just a feeling then. That's right. We're talking about assurance. Assurance. That's so, right. So That's right. It's, sometimes it's, we can get caught up in our yeah, feelings a little it's, bit. It's greater than emotions could ever imagine. Amen. So, so the, one of the next ones that I love, I guess I love them all because promises are, are so awesome. But uh, we have assurance called God's presence. Um, uh, and Brother yeah. Barry's going to mention that about the Holy Spirit. We mentioned that last week a little bit. but you know, So the moment you trusted Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit took up residence in you, Brother Aaron. Gave a, a extreme wonderful detail of, of what happens there as the security deposit and, and how when you, you get saved, the moment you get saved, uh, that the Holy Spirit begins to take residence. And so the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit assures our hearts of our relationship with God. Well, you may be asked, well, how does the Holy Spirit assure that? If you're a Christian and you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you you have heard the Holy Spirit speak in your life. That's right. And Romans eight sixteen says the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. We'll see a, a little later in the lesson that the Holy Spirit convicts us when we do wrong, when we change. That's that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It, it's your guide. It's your it's, He's giving you direction. The Bible specifically says He, and so it, it acknowledges that He is. And well, what is He? He's the Father, the Son. And the Holy Spirit, he's, he's all three in one. He's a Amen. part of the image of Christ. And so he has the same knowledges. Um, so let's look here at uh, 1 John three twenty four, And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. So we have assurance because of God's love. That's what we're going to talk about next. Yes, yes. And, and this is the great assurance of this is that there is absolutely nothing we or any person or thing can do to separate us from the love of God. And he begins to tell us that in the book of Romans, Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 35, he tells us, is there anything that can separate us from the love of Christ? And so listen to this. This is just truly amazing. He says this. Verse number 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are all killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from what? The love of God, which Amen. is Christ Jesus our Lord. That's so is there nothing. anything that can separate us from God? It doesn't matter whatever you've done. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so we have assurance because God loves us. Amen. But then one of the greatest also things in, in Christian life is that we have assurance because of the God's working in our lives. As we trust Christ as our Savior, St. Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ... He is what? A new creature. So uh, old things are old passed things away. are passed away. So you you after you receive Christ as your Savior, after you've got serious about serving Christ, you've seen God do something working in your life, there it is assurance. No matter what Satan, no matter what your coworker, no matter what anybody says in your life, they cannot take away what God is working in you. Never forget that. God is so amazed by what he can do through you. He wants to change you to be more like him. That's a blessing. 
I'm a anything so how, else. I, so how else can you realize and help yeah, you understand that you have assurance? Yeah, well, there's this a couple is, a couple of evidences of that is would be I'm a hunger for the word of God. I, I would say that would be First Peter two two. It says, "As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word of God." Uh, I think that's awesome. Uh, I'm sure there's other. I know there's others. You like to mention any, Brother Barry? Uh, no, I think that. About, I mean, that just narrows it down right there. I mean, as yeah, when, when you're newborn, you the only way to begin your beginning life, you desire, you thirst. And I know. And so even so, when you get saved, you're gonna have love for other Christians. Um, uh, you're going to want to obey God's commandments that we know we love Him, we keep His commandments, and stuff like that. So that's truly amazing. Yes, sir. So so let's look at the uh, the next piece of salvation of how we can know we're assured. Uh, we grow in obedience to God's commandments. So that's a, that's a question for you today. Um, look, analyze your life where you are now spiritually in your Christian walk. Are you growing from where you were last year to this year, and how do you obey God's word? Is there or is there still that one thing last year that you wanted so bad to to get that God just put on your heart that you did not need it in a part of your life anymore and you're still holding on to that? That's right. And so, are you growing in obedience to God's commandments? This is this is an assurance. This is how you are assured that the Holy Spirit and that you have received salvation. First John two three, and hereby we do know that if we know Him. So if you if you accepted Jesus Christ, you said you know Him. If we keep His commandments. And so I'd encourage you, if there's whatever God's been really putting on your heart and and it's holding you back from growing in the obedience of Christ, all you got to do is just let go and let God. And he's going to take care of it. Man, many times you just got to step out of what doesn't seem to make sense at the time and just give it all to him. I think sometimes we take things to the altar and we pick them right back up. Or we're not earnest enough in our heart to truly want to give it up and we're just hoping that he's going to take action. But he wants to meet you in the middle. He wants you to have some. He the reason you were created is because God said, "I need a relationship." That's right. That's right. He wanted someone to love and for someone to love him back, and so that's why you were created. That's right. And so he wants you to be able to come to him, and he wants you to be able to trust him. But he wants you to make the decision. That's right. That's right. And so that's a tremendous assurance of salvation that God wants to have a relationship with us and he wants us to see us grow as we love Christ. And um, also a love for Christians. We won't say much about that, but that's in 1 John 2, 10. It said, he that loveth his brother bideth in light. There's none occasion of stumbling in him. So uh, we understand that our love changes when we get saved by the grace of God. You'll find out that you love people that maybe you would not have loved um, before you got saved. You know, I'm always being funny when we do the get ready for the, the handshake of time. time. Yeah, that's right. And, and yeah. I, I know I'm being funny, you know, at the same time, I wonder, but, you know, we're all in here worshiping together, and so we're talking about love for other Christians, and I always like to say, uh, now's the time of fellowship, uh, even some of us don't like each other, cross an aisle, hug a neck, and act like you love each that's other. That's right, that's right. And so, uh, but in a sincere heart, God wants us to love one another. I, I, I know Aaron has put, and I'm, I'm excited about one of our podcasts will be the fact that we'll talk about bitterness, and it's so hard to love one another. Uh, if if something or someone has done something to us and we just continue to hold on to that. And so I want to encourage you. I'm not going to go into details because that's for another day. But um, I will encourage you if that is something you're struggling with today. That's what we're here on the podcast for is to encourage you. Uh, and Amen. so uh, don't don't continue to let that poison of bitterness and anger about something else that, that really doesn't, it's truly not that important to the difference of what Christ's love that's can right. do. Yeah. And uh, don't let that be a piece of bitterness in your life. 
let it go and just love one another. That's right, yeah. And, and as I was preparing for the bitterness thing that we'll be doing the next few weeks, and, and if you've emailed something in, we'll be getting taken care of that in the next few weeks as well. We're trying to set a foundation. But bitterness is basically a poison that you drink every morning when you wake up right. thinking that it's going to kill somebody else. But in reality, it's killing you. And Amen. that's truly what bitterness is. We think we're helping ourselves, but truly we're hurting ourselves. But anyways, that's very good stuff. we got to love the brethren and everything, so that's awesome. Um, uh, the next assurance of salvation is because of, of God's chastening to us. Um, uh, we know that we are saved because God corrects us. I, I know everybody in here that, that is listening to this has probably had a dad or a mom that has chastened you or a, or a, you know, a family member or, or somebody at work or something like that that's kind of set you in line, and, and uh, they're doing that for your own good. Even though as kids we didn't understand that, but our parents were doing that for our own good. So we'll never lose our salvation because we sin. Since we cannot earn salvation by anything we do, we cannot lose it by what we do or don't do. So just as a child that disappoints their parents through something, they still are the parent's child. So the child of God who sins is still God's child, but the father-child relationship is real, and so the fellowship becomes strained. And so God has to correct us when we sin, and that correction is proof that we are his children. Um, so that's tremendous. That's such a powerful illustration, Aaron. Because, I mean, of course, I'm a parent, and, and it makes right. it understand. But I also put myself in the position as when I was a child. And I think about when I read that, you know, how the father the father has to sometimes do things he doesn't want to, uh, to realize to help someone grow to where they need to be. And that's what God's doing you. So if you feel you've done something and you just don't feel really good about it or uh, you feel like you're going through something and you don't know why, um, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you why to give you the answers. God's trying to, to strengthen you and let you know, hey, this is not good. I don't want you to do this. Uh, this, is, right. this is not the direction I want you to go. Uh, you'd be better to do this. And the blessing that comes from that, the, the wisdom and the knowledge and the growth uh, as a Christian that comes just in that right there that we have assurance that the Father loves us because He doesn't just continue to let us go astray. That's right. He comes after us and... We talk about how the in the parable where Jesus was telling about the sheep, the one that just went off and he left the rest behind to go and find that one. That's how he loves each and every one of us. We are his children. And yeah, and, and, and one of the verses, Brother Barry, that describes that so great is Hebrews um, 12 and verse number 6. He says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and yeah. scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. So what amazing that is. Yeah, so if you say, well... Some people say, uh, now this is going to be a little touchy, but I just really feel the Holy Spirit leading me to say this today. If you, if some people say, well, oh, you know, God is a God of love. He would not do that. He would not. That's wrong. I mean, that's scripture. He just said, he loves you so much that he'll go the distance to do whatever it takes. And that's true love. To get you. And that's yeah. true love. That's yeah. right. Think, just, just the illustration of how you love your children. You had to go to links sometimes that, you know, it may not have been, Good. It didn't seem good what you were doing, but in the long term, in the long run, it had to be done. And and God's the kind of God that will do what has to be done to draw you closer into Him. So don't ever think He won't do what's necessary for you to fill out and understand your love for Him. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Salvation is one of the greatest gifts any person has ever been given. Amen. And we all say amen right there. <laughs> but Satan will do everything he can to cause you to question if you are really a child of God. 
And to avoid or counter those doubts, there are three important steps that you can take. And we're going to end it on this today. Is number one, settle in your own heart that salvation is forever. We have already talked about it hundreds of times today. You've heard it hundreds of times. But today is the day that you, if you're struggling with this, settle it today that salvation is forever. Yes. Record the date when Jesus, when you trusted Christ as your Savior, somewhere where you'll see it regularly. Uh, for most of us, that might be on the refrigerator, but uh, on some of us, it might be in your Bible. Wherever you go, if you want to put it in your car about the day that Jesus saved you, put it there. Uh, review these verses that we shared today. Write them down and memorize some of them. Or even if you don't have your Bible, you can still you know, see them and, and study them. It's in your mind. That way, if doubts come to your mind, you have the truth to use as ammunition against it. What's the, what's another way? Well, you know, right? if you're not also, Aaron, if you're not sure the day and the time, you know, you were ch- you were young, and uh, you don't remember. Think about you can remember what church or where you were at the That's time right. you got saved, and you can or call a them or a moment, yeah, or and, and it, but if it is a church, call them. They'll probably have it on record, and uh, you can really get to a place to where you're like, this is the day that I did this. And uh, so just a little help. But the second thing here is to share your testimony and your doubts with a mature or Christian. Your pastor, a person who is discipling you, would be a good person to share this with. Amen. Um, not every Christian encounters times of doubt concerning their salvation, but some do. Uh, Satan would have you think that you are all alone and that real Christians wouldn't have those questions. I, I You know... Satan will, he will do that. He will put that in your mind that you're the only one really out here that, that, that thinks that you're going to be the best Christian you can. And But it's so hard because Christians have let so many people down. But I promise you this, we're all going to let each other down, but we can encourage one another that God can help us get ourselves and go straight and to be able to trust in him that he does love us and know that it is assured that once saved, always saved. Don't let the devil get in your mind like that. You have people around here at Flamingo Baptist Church. We love y'all. We love each and every one of you. Um, Amen. Even if you're the listener that's all the way in, in Oregon. Is it Oregon? Oregon, yeah. uh, If you're listening all the way in Oregon. Hey, we love you. You know our phone number. You can call. Uh, and I would love to call you and be able to build a relationship where we can trust one another and sharpen one another. And so, um, Brother Aaron, I know yeah. there's one more if you want yeah, to go over that. I think sharing your testimony is a big thing, too. Because if you share your testimony, you're reaffirming that in your heart that God did this for you as you share it to others. That's right. But one of the one of the things, too, that I encourage everybody to do that has been saved and has not done this is declare publicly to others by, about your salvation is being baptized. And baptism identifies you with Christ to others. It has a way of cementing in your own heart the truth that Jesus has saved you forever. And we know that we are representing the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to leave you with prayer this afternoon. So we want to pray for you, and then we're going to ask God to help you if you have any doubts of your salvation, that God would settle this today. Brother Barry, you lead us in prayer and finish us out and close us out today. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much this afternoon, Lord, that we have the honor and just to be able to dig and to surf, search through your word and to allow to help each other, Lord, just grow and understanding that, Lord, once saved, we're always saved. And, Lord, you loved us. And if we're just to put our faith and trust in you, 
that God, it, it may not happen in a blink of an eye that our lives begin to change, but over time, as we continue to just grow as Christians, Lord, we'll be transformed to that new creature that your word says that we can be. Uh, there's a song, God, that I had just laid on my heart that's called, I Want to Be Different. Lord, I pray each and every one of us that are listening today that, Lord, uh, we'll want to be different. Amen. God, we don't want to be like this world. Uh, Lord, l- let us grow to be less carnal and more spiritual. Uh, Lord, we don't have to be ashamed of you, Lord. You, you were not ashamed as you hung there on that cross of Calvary for us. And I just pray for that one that may be listening that is uncertain to know that they can be. And, Lord, that they can trust in what your word says that once saved, always saved. Thank you so much for this podcast, for this uh, another opportunity to just share the gospel and to grow. And I pray, I pray each and every listener is sharing as they as what we're sharing with them. They're going and telling someone else, and Lord, in hopes that someone may be lost and may need to be saved. Amen. Uh, Lord, we just love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.